Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yes, that is right. Back chat's back and we, and Dan goes down a big loss off the top. Paper, scissors, rock. How I, many? You, no, do you know paper, what? Paper, scissors, rock. Nah, we didn't discuss that beforehand. So I was still in clenched fist, fist mode. You, to, were, you were rock and I was paper and I won. Okay. Welcome. Hey, back Scott. chat, double underscore. Hello at Back Chat Podcast. Our email. You know our sponsors are Whippersnapper, Margaret River, Blue Bet Shelter, and of course, Leadable Cameras. Scott Lysett's in the house. How are you, mate? Good boys, thanks a lot for having me. Watch the podcast a lot, so happy to be here. It's good of you to fly all the way from South Australia just for this podcast, Scotty. <laughs> just for this, mate. I've had a few other things on, but just for this. Now, first question we ask our guests, you should know this if you're a big watcher, your greatest sporting achievement, not on the footy field. We know you've done great things with Port Adelaide. We know you've done even better things with the West Coast Eagles. Uh, someone, someone told me you kicked nine goals in the grand final, which we're going to ask you about a little bit later on. We know all that. But what's your greatest sporting achievement not on the football field, Scott. Yeah, so um, when I was younger, I used to be um, pretty like fit and like gangly. I was pretty skinny and stuff like that as What's well. Changed? But used to be a good runner, <laughs> like short distance. Really? So I uh, was a 400 meter runner, ran that in hmm. 53 seconds. Holy shit. Flying in board shorts as well. Because <laughs> um, I came over from the country, drove over to Adelaide because we did all the state stuff like athletics and stuff and then I was invited to go out to state training but I had footy on at the same time so how old were you I would have been 15 16 wow so 53 seconds that's quick so what's Olympic (laughs) Olympic pace is 40 right yeah uh yeah that's that's not that crazy oh off off the that's not that off the pace I'm saying saying it's very very good no I'm very impressed I'm carrying a lot more weight now so I wouldn't be able to do it now (laughs) so what were you were you skinny as a kid yeah my my nickname back in the day used to be Mrs. Squiggle (laughs) um (laughs) so all my mates in Adelaide come up with that nickname and they still call it to this day do you Mr. Squiggle yeah or Squig or Squiggle yeah Squiggle's good how did I never know that you yeah. kept that one quiet? Yeah, I kept that quiet. I got a few other nicknames along the way, Scully, as you know. Yes, correct. Uh, we might get through some of those during this podcast. We've got some stories to get to, but let's do what we usually do. Go back to the start. Um, Sejuna, is that your is that your hometown? Yeah, so I was born in Sejuna, um, yeah. but grew up in Smoky Bay, which is about 45 k's out. Um, 
So Which like is country South Australia? Yeah, so it's an eight, eight and a half hour drive west of Adelaide. So it's right near the Nullarbor. Um, so if you drive from Adelaide to Melbourne, it's just a little bit further the other way west. So, um, But yeah, big uh, oyster farming town. So I grew up as an oyster farmer as a kid. Um, shucking them? Yeah, shucking them. Yeah, yeah shuckers. Good. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's very like fishing culture and like all, all about the sea and stuff like that over there. So is it a big town? No, uh, Smoky Bay is about five hundred people. Wow, um, and then Sojourn has got about five thousand, so it's pretty small. But and who did you play forty for as a young kid? So there was four teams in the league growing up when I was playing in Sojourn. I played for Seven Hard Magpies, and uh, yeah, we everyone made finals because there was only four teams. <laughs> so uh, one year we. Um, we didn't lose. We didn't win a game all year. We got to finals, won the first final, uh, got to the prelim, played against Choppy Pickett. Um, Who's Choppy Pickett? Byron Pickett. Byron Pickett. Yeah. Wow. wow. Um, he actually broke one of my mate's collarbones that day. <laughs> he was just as absolute ro- like ball of meat. Oh, he? mate! And my mate was the same age as me, like sixteen. Just lightly bumped him, broke his collarbone <laughs> off the hospital. Um, and yeah, so we lost that game in the prelim by seven points. So we nearly went through the whole year without winning a game, making the grandies. Wow. So is this when you're playing senior footy as like a 14, 15 year old? Yeah, I could have started playing when I was like 12, 13, but dad said like I was too young, um, which yeah. at the time was hard. But looking back on it, it's pretty spot on, especially when Byron Pickett's running around there. <laughs> what, so what ages are the players? And is it quite seniors. mixed because it's all. Yeah, it was seniors. Um, but yeah, I played. Under 16s. Right. Um, but then, yeah, started playing A grade when I was about 15. Um, and, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't too bad out there, but it's not too many players want to go out there and play, so it's pretty bad. So would you say, uh, you know, did you, did you, I don't know, get into footy late? Like, were you a late developer? If you're, if you're running at 15, 16 and looking at you now, like you're a fairly big unit. Uh, no, I've always wanted to play footy. Yeah. Um, yeah, always wanted to be an AFL player, so... Yeah, back in the day, I used to run all the time just to try and, you know, make it, I guess. But, um, yeah, not many people make it from out my way. So mum mum and dad used to say, you know, better make sure you've got a backup plan because, you know, it doesn't, might not happen. <laughs> um, but I'm a stubborn prick, so I was always going to do it, mum reckons, because I'm so stubborn. I do know that about you. So you picked up in um, the 2010 draft. Yep. Uh, pick 29. Pretty good draft for the West Coast Eagles. Yeah, it wasn't bad. So yourself, Andrew Gaff, Jack Darling, Jeremy McGovern, Jamie Cripps was in that draft. So yeah. went to St Kilda and then comes to West Coast. So I didn't do the maths, but there's a lot of games and premiership players in that group of players. Yeah, it's a special draft, not just for West Coast. I mean, there's some pretty good players that came out of it. So just, yeah. I was stoked just to get a part of it. But initially I was supposed to, all the talk was I was going to Port. Yeah. Um, I think it was like pick 16. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, they just decided that they'll try and get me later and not get me in the draft, I guess. What was it like getting drafted with that group of blokes? Like, you're close with all those guys as well, yeah? Yeah, real close with those guys. Um, you know, Gaffy and I were both from interstate, so, you know, we got pretty close. But, um, yeah, really good bond with all those boys and, and all the boy, other, other boys at West Coast as well. So it's, it's been good. What were the convers- So were you having conversations with Port Adelaide at, during draft time? Like, they were saying... You know, are you, are you talking with management and stuff like that? Um, like, how confident were you that you were going to get taken by them? Oh, no, I wasn't 100%. No, nah, you talk to most clubs when you're in, in the mix to get, like, picked up. But, um, yeah, they never said, like, we're going to pick you up. It's just probably more the outside noise, which as you get older and you get in the system, you realise, you know, most of the outside noise <laughs> is, like, not true and stuff anyway. So, 
Um, I was just a young kid that believed what I what I saw in the news and on the paper and stuff like that. So they took Ben Jacobs at pick sixteen. Yeah, he's no longer in the system. Yep. So would you say that was a poor decision by Port Adelaide? Oh, oh, I guess I don't know. I don't really care. To be honest, it's all worked out. I'm back there now. But um, yeah, they tried to get me once uh, after four or five years at Port, but I said, nah, I'll stay at West Coast. I feel like I owe them a bit more and then ended up going back there after the flag anyway. So that would have been around 2015-ish? Yeah, about that, 2014, 15, I think, yeah. Um, All right, we'll get into that a little bit later on, that, you know, some decent stories around, you know, free agency and and trade period when you do go to Port Adelaide. But going back to your first game with West Coast, you remember the club. I don't know how many people we've had on this pod that remember this club. More than not. First kick, first goal. Mate, it's an elite club. Isn't yeah. it? At the time, I didn't appreciate it, but watching it now, how many? I can't remember the last time someone's done it. Mate, no, genuinely, we have had uh, uh, probably close to 10 players on here, and we haven't had that many players. But you're, you're right, recently, it's not as, as common, I've seen. Do you remember the game? Do you remember, remember yeah, the goal? Yeah, I remember why I played as well, the reason why. Um, Coxie threw a tennis ball at JK's head. No. Hit him in the eye. Yes. Nearly lost his eye. <laughs> He's in hospital for like a week, like having to close his eye and watching the game. He couldn't get his heart rate up too much because his eye was buggered. So, um, but yeah, I was pretty thankful Coxie did it in the end so I could get a game. That's the only way Co- I was going to get a game. Did Cox miss as well or like? Nah, Nick Nap missed, um, but Coxie like played a blinder. Like he like dominated. Literally. Like, smashed it. <laughs> yeah. And um, that wasn't intended, that pun. But <laughs> yes, well done, Scott. Um, <laughs> But yeah, dominated, won the game for us. And then after he got an interview and said like, sorry, JK, but still won the game for us anyway. What, was it just a joke? Like, you know, throwing him in the head or something? Or Nah, I think someone hit him in the head, Coxie, when he wasn't looking or something. He just like grabbed the tennis ball, turned around. I think the first bloke he saw was JK. That's right. And then just <laughs> cocked it straight in the eye. So. But he only missed one game and only played one game. And Yep. Um, that was it. Do you so. remember that kick? Was it on the run or was it a set shot? Yeah. So Lynchy, uh, Quinton Lynch had a, um, he tried to kick a 70 metre bomb, <laughs> um, but fell short in the goal square and went over the pack and I just grabbed it and put it through. But yeah, someone nearly put me through the goal post after that, but um, I'll take it. It was good. Um, you are also a member, not of Mark of the Year, but Mark of the Day. Yeah, waffle mark of the day. Oh, it's waffle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking up some highlights. Illustrious like, group. Waffle mark of the day, Scott Lasset, 2014. Oh, like, it wasn't, wasn't a bad swag, but it was, um, you know. Big year that year. So you win mark of the day in the waffle, <laughs> and then you got your first and only Brownlow vote, 2014 for yeah, West Coast. I was stoked. Pretty gave me a mention in the Brownlow speech as well. Did Please he? tell me. What? Yeah, he said something. I, I know he said my name, but he said something about working with Coxie and Nick, and then... We got some guys coming through and said my name, and I was like, "How good is this?" <laughs> That's good. Stoked. I was on the beers as well. I was like, "Cheers, Prude." <laughs> he got two votes in in that game, um, and you had a pretty good game. So I wonder how many votes he won by. I wonder if he was just thankful that you didn't you didn't grab the extra one off of him. Right. So and JK kicked, was his brown year, wasn't JK it? JK kicked um, eight in that game. Probably stole votes as well. Yeah, I think I kicked four that that day. I think so. That's probably why I got one, but. So haven't done it since. Yeah, correct. <laughs> um, and so you, you look at it, your games over your career. You've, you have missed a lot of time with the injury, haven't you? Like, yeah, yeah. You I haven't have. played, had too many full seasons. Yeah. So I 
I've done three um, Ricos, so I've had not an ACL Rico on my knee, but I've had a PCL and um, that put me out for six months, and then I've had both shoulders Ricoed now. Um, but yeah, but all all three have had infections, um, all really? th- three different surgeons. So um, yeah, it's just that's put me out for a bit longer than I would have thought. So what happens when a surgery like that gets infected? What happens? Oh, it's full What's on. The feeling? Oh, it's full on. Um, so I knew. When I did the when I had the shoulder surgery this year, yeah, um, had three months of rehab, came back, um, and then played one game in the sample. Next morning, like, or straight after the game, I couldn't like it was fine, not all good. And then next morning, I couldn't even lift my arm off my hip. So I was like, oh, I knew, I knew, I've had this feeling before. So went and saw the docs, and then they like, yep, went through the process. Yeah, it's an infection. Uh, went into the hospital, was in there for like a week or so. Um, and then once I came out, they I had a nurse come to my house every morning for three weeks. Um, I had this thing in my arm that went through my arm up into my heart. And when the nurse would come, they'd put stuff in my arm and it would like disperse the antibiotics into my heart and it would pump it out like quicker. Wow. <laughs> because it was like, when you get infections in the joints, sometimes people can like, die from them yeah critical uh-huh. right but i was never in that like no. category but obviously it was pretty serious so that's yeah. that's happened three times now so you're hoping for a bit better luck it's getting it? old what wash your materials surgeons what are yeah, we doing what's, oh i think to be honest now i used to think it was a surgeon's fault but i think it's me because three different surgeons and three different cities like yeah. i've had it one my knee in melbourne i've had a shoulder in perth a shoulder in adelaide and it's your body doesn't react to whatever's going into it it must be so i think the next next time i have surgery um I'm just going to get this thing in my arm straight away so I don't have to like, have the infection, hopefully. So yeah. we'll see how we go. Hopefully I don't need surgery again. So about halfway through your time at the West Coast Eagles, 2015, I, I remember at the time some pretty big ruck battles going on with, you know, obviously you got Nick Nananui as, as the number one, but you and Sinka were um, dueling like a lot of that year. Do you, do you remember? Some, like as Ruckman, it's pretty, it, it's pretty unique in the fact that you do get put head to head because there's usually one, maybe two pure rucks that play in the team. Yeah, do you remember that time? Yeah, pretty uh, vividly actually. It was uh, it was good. We both pushed each other like pretty hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember in the preseason we were just like smashing each other like not just on the training track, but then like we'd get in the weights room and you kind of see who's he's what he's lifting and then like oh, I'll lift a couple kilos heavier or whatever. <laughs> um, but it was just like good competition, you know. So it made me better and made him better and. Um, then I ended up getting the spot at the start of the year, um, but then I was in bad form. I didn't play too great, and then he he took over and went pretty well. So, Do you, wasn't um, there a game in the waffle you played against each other that was like a jump off? It was like a ruck off. Yeah, I think there was actually from memory. Um, but I think yeah, I can't remember. I think they smashed us. He played for Subi, I think. Um, but yeah, he was in better form than me at the time. But I knew that my better my was like my form was better if I had got up. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, it's uh, it's all right. It so you don't play in the 2015 grand final. Is that difficult to watch? Uh, yeah, it was hard to watch. Um, I was injured at the time, um, hurt my knee, but I was a part of the squad. Yeah. Um, which you know, Simo says I want you to be a part of the squad just um, in case you know we ever get back here. Yeah. And yeah, I'm so glad he did because when we made it in 2018, just I already knew what was going on. Right. So I was still in the parade and stuff like at the back, like on the back of the car, but. Um, still a part of it. Were yeah, yeah. So how does so that work? Are you listed as like a, a emergency, emergency, right? Yeah. Twenty like twenty five in the squad. Yeah. yeah. So, so you, even you though you definitely on the G yep. Right. before, yep. Was there a chance you were playing? 
Was it? Was it? Was anyone? Well, Simo told me I wasn't playing um, on the flight like in, at the airport in Perth just before we were going over for the parade and stuff. Right. So he just said, "I want you to be a part of it and like soak it all in, just in case we get back here." And huh. it was Very pretty good. pretty good call. So yeah. So you. So what's 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 it like being in the parade? Is it is it good or is it awkward or is it what when I'm not playing? Yeah. Uh, it was a bit awkward. Yeah. Like you can see all the reporters going up to all the players and. I think I had like one, like I don't know who it was, but I had one bloke come up to me about I think he just felt sorry for me. Don't even know if he actually had his recorder on when he was like talking <laughs> to me. It's for such chat. Who are, you, who, are you on, who are you on with? Oh, I can't, I can't remember. And, uh, as in who who'd you sit, sit with? Oh, yeah, I can't even remember that either, sorry. Uh, one of the other boys who um, didn't play. Can you remember 18? Uh, like yeah. The parade 18? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in with the Ali, I think. Oh, yeah? I think. I hope that's right. Is it a different, <laughs> different experience? Like, oh, yeah, it was a lot different, yeah. You, you feel part of it. You feel the nerves that you're going to play the next day. Yeah. Um, you remember when, I think, was it Bunger or Jake? No, I think it was JK pulled us aside before we got in the cars. And what did he say? He Tell said, um, you know, boys, we're, we're here. Like, don't forget we're here to, like, win a flag. Like, you know, enjoy today and um, don't go over the top. But just remember we're, like, the reason why we're here is to win a flag tomorrow. So, huh. yeah, I remember that pretty clearly. Where, where was that? Was that in the buildings we were before? Yeah, or? the buildings, yeah. Yeah, so just before we went out outside to the cars, you go yeah. into like government house. They're like, yeah, oh, weird, really? you know, like weird old yeah. buildings. Yeah, they give you lunch and really water bad and stuff. lunch. Remember the yeah, lunch shocking. was shocking. Yeah, yeah, what, just, like cold sandwiches. Or yeah, something? like yeah. like chopped up triangle sandwich sandwiches. Like <laughs> cheap. Yeah, <laughs> but oh well. Um, yeah. Okay. And, and so, you know, that 2015 experience. Like, what what sort of stuff do you learn that you're able to take into 2018 then? Oh, basically, you know, preparation, like see what the boys were like at the hotel and um, – because it's not a lot different to any other game, as you know. But, yeah, yeah, it's just seeing how nervous everyone was and what they did to calm themselves down. And um, I just learned that just keep it simple, like do what you normally do. Like, yeah, we're there for an extra day or something, but just do what you normally do. I'm pretty easy going. So I remember before that, Ian Graney, I watched Rocky. Rocky Day three. of or no, no. no the night before Rocky um, I think it's Rocky 2 when he fights the Russian do you know yeah Rocky 2 yeah yeah, yeah. He's I- like, Igor, if he dies Igor he or whatever dies. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that got me pumped the night that's great yeah. what's, um, what's it like sitting in so you're sitting in the stands in 2015 um, is it, there's probably a, a spot there for um, from the guys from West Coast is it pretty grim up there watching the game yeah, well, that gave me um, good insight of what it would have been like to be Gaffy, to be honest, like watching in 18, watching in 15 for me. So um, it was just such a hard spot to be in because you want, you want them to win, but you don't. Like, you mm. just, it's a bit of selfishness. Mm. Uh, I did want the boys to win. Like, there's no doubt, but I did want to be a part of it. So it's, you're just a rock in a hard place. And I can just imagine, like, you know, blokes like Shep, Gaffy, Eric McKenzie, what they would have been feeling in 18. Um, yeah, it would be a shocking feeling, but you're just yeah happy and sad at the same time. Do you um do you remember 2017? If we take a tiny bit back, oh, I think it was 2017. Um, Luke Shuey kicks a goal after the siren oh, to yeah. beat Port Adelaide. <laughs> you weren't playing. No, that's right. I was injured again. Where 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 were you for that game? I was in Adelaide. Yes. Uh, so got tickets uh, obviously, and went decided to go on the hill. So did you buy tickets? Yeah, oh, I bought tickets uh, to obviously go watch the game. But I in was 2017, like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're a member of a, of a squad, and you had bought tickets. 
Yeah, I gave my tickets to the family and stuff. Right, like that, okay. so, that's good. Um, they were all sitting in the family area or whatever with all the West Coast people. And I had all my West Coast kit on, like I was fully kitted. Um, but I was in Adelaide at the time because I was like injured. So I was like, oh, I'm going to the game anyway. So it wasn't a part of like going to the to the game on the bus and stuff like that. But went to the hill. and Which just, is what? Which is out the back of one of the goals? Nah, so yeah, behind the goals is the, the, the lawn yeah. um, and there's like a can bar and stuff there. So um, back then you could have cans at the footy, whereas now I think it's all plastic cups. Yes. Um, so yeah, sat on the hill with a few mates, having a few few drinks and it got pretty close and uh, I was starting to get pretty rowdy and uh, yeah. So you in your West Coast kit? Full kit, yeah. <laughs> Not like hat but like jumper and like long pants and stuff. It's cold. And, and so you're the only West Coast supporter out the hill? The only one. I had two mates who were going for West Coast but they weren't kitted. Uh, tell, tell me what happened. So you, did you start getting a bit lippy? Uh, I was so lippy but it was such a tight game Like and what supporters, like, I know for a fact, they're like, they get lippy as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I got started to get lippy, and then like Shuey kicks that goal after the siren, and I'm it was like, extra time, right? Yeah, extra time, like one of the all-time finals, yeah. like amazing. And um, I, once he kicked it, I was going off, like going <laughs> off at everyone, like anyone in my eyesight was copping it. <laughs> and then I've still uh, in the kit, yeah. And I've got the beer in the hand, and then I turn around about to give it again, and then boom, someone's throwing a can at my head, like <laughs> empty can. But yeah, I was like, oh. Time to leave now, so I left. What, what were you screaming out on the hill? Oh, this is where it all started. Um, I just kept going, up the coasters, and I was doing these ones, like, up the coasters. <laughs> Got back at the crowd and stuff. And Yeah, back at the port crowd. <laughs> and um, somehow, I don't Go know, on. I think you had it on the podcast or something back in the day that someone said it, and that, that's what I was doing, and you asked me, like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was doing it. Up, yeah. up the bloody coasters. It was up the effing coasters. Like, <laughs> and it was just like one after the other, pretty much doing it to everyone I was looking at. <laughs> like, up the coasters. Current player on the list. So what are the yeah. what are the rules there? Like are you allowed to drink like in the kit? Like, I, just, I can't imagine that it's being- It's probably a bit grey. Yeah. Oh, look, <laughs> I, I, my season was over. Um, yep. You know, I wasn't going to play in, in the finals or anything like that. Probably shouldn't have done it, but- um, <laughs> Because I, I remember I, I didn't play in the game and I, I was up in the coach's box and um, great win, so, so exciting to watch. And anyway, we ended up down the, on the ground and walked back across and it was Sharon Wellingham and I and we ended up back in the rooms and like it was carry on. It was absolute like yeah. mayhem down Saints. there. And somehow, well not somehow, Scotty ends up down in the rooms and I just remember him running around the rooms, clearly full of piss, just <laughs> up the coasters. He's still giving, he's giving it to people in the room. <laughs> Mate, I, I walked from the oval and I went down onto the oval, onto the grass, and the security like just said like, "Oh, what are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm a player." He's like, "Oh, okay." Like, Could have been anyone. He's like, oh, okay. Can he's in hand still? Yeah, no, I, I drank that. <laughs> so you just walked across the oval too? Yeah, I was just like, "Oh, oh I'm, like, I'm a player. I'm just going down the rooms." He's right, like, "Oh, okay." Like, Could have been anyone. Because Dan found. Uh, we we played him in 2018, Port Adelaide, and there's oh, yeah. there's footage on Fox Footy. Yeah, you you as a player on the ground, you played in the game, and we won by four points. Yeah, yeah. And you're still you're giving you up the bloody coasters on Fox Footy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Um, yeah, I kicked that goal. I uh, kicked that footy to Gov when he kicked that off the side. Did as well. you? Yeah. So that was gave me a bit more extra up the coasters to the supporters. <laughs> that's unreal. <laughs> so that's 2018, right? So I reckon that game was late enough in the year that Nick would have done his. Um, 
knee maybe before that game. Yeah, I think he did, yeah. So, you know, you've played a lot of footy with Nick Nad and you've, you've been a bit of a one-two punch um, in 2018. Can you remember what the feeling was when, when he goes and does his knee? Yeah, obviously it was it was uh, shattering for him. I thought yeah. That was his second one, I think. So yeah, um, yeah, I just felt so bad for him. Like you know, obviously going through all that and then have to do it like all over again. He only played like ten games or something. So um, talk about me going through injuries. You know, he's he's had his fair share as well. So, but you know, the hardest thing was like we worked pretty well together. You know, yeah. so that was the hardest thing for the team. Like we actually were like probably one of the best, if not the best, like rock combination. In yeah, the, in the comp at that stage. So, so what what are you feeling then? Are you feeling like you've got to, you know, you've got to be the guy? Well, I'd never really played number one ruck until then. So um, I guess there was a few question marks whether I could or not. Yeah. Um, but I always knew I could, but it was just more about um, getting the consistency of the role and the timings of it and boys being patient that, you know, I'm, I need to step up here and just might need a bit of time. Yeah. And probably did take a few games, but, um, you know, there were some games where I – Got my pants pulled down, but um, there were some games where I thought I did all right as well. So, but then um, following year and and as the years have gone on now, playing number one ruck, like it's, like you know it's all good now, like because I'm used to it. Whereas at the time I was just used to playing second fiddle and getting the best guys when they've already been jumping into Nick when they're pretty <laughs> tired. So I was like making the most of that. So was that where it all started? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I remember. You know, playing against uh, what was it Collingwood once and Brody Grundy like absolutely tore me one. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, so running wise, uh, just outs. everything, everything. You know, he was he's so much like stronger than I was at the time, and yep. um, so much more experienced. So, um, but yeah, I was learning every week. You know, like I was getting better every week. So that's just what's happened up until now anyway it's good while we're on 2018 um, and getting better I thought I'll give you just a low light of your, <laughs> oh, your I know the way, yeah, <laughs> I'm I just know. gonna I'll just play it for you here um, and I'll just sort of describe it uh, Gaff's just kicked it into the uh, to the goal square yeah oh what's huge fresh what, air what's happened huge blunder by Scott Lyson what's happened what's <laughs> happened there uh, so I remember I actually that should be counted because that hit my shoelaces <laughs> So you're running into an open goal. To be honest, like... No one's around you. No, nah, no. Nah. So I remember that because obviously it was shocking. Um, but I remember like being that confused, being like, what? Like, this shouldn't be happening. Like, I'm running into open goal. Uh, I was just like, oh my God. Like, you turned around. No? I just noticed. And then you I just turned like, around oh. and giving, us the thing, like, giving the finger like, yeah, got that on. Yeah, I knew I didn't. Oh, it was shocking. <laughs> Mate, you should have seen all the bloody... Messages I was getting from people and stuff like that. It was, it was a bad time. Your opponent, Tom Bell Chambers, is right behind you saying, waving his fingers saying, you didn't kick that, mate. Yeah, but I'm, I still stand by this. It hit my shoelace. So goal. You think if there was the technology, would they have given it a goal or not? Snicko. No. Nah. <laughs> your shoelace. How do you know it hit your shoelace? I just remember, mate. But yeah, nah, huge blunder. So that gets brought up a lot. Actually. <laughs> my missus plays that sometimes when I'm not even prepared. <laughs> She's like... Remember that huge blunder? <laughs> <laughs> that's what just for those listening. That's what it's called on YouTube: huge blunder by yeah, Scott yeah. Lasser. <laughs> Unreal, uh, oh, perfect. Um, back in 2018, um, you, you 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 come into the you know first ruck roll when Nick Nanui goes down, um, play some good footy, come towards finals, and then the prelim and the grand final. Um, you know, qualifying does what it does. Uh, I, I remember, and you'll be able to tell me, uh, effectively the coaching staff came up with a tactic to effectively tag Gorn and Grundy. 
is that is that what is that what we did? You, uh, you basically, you, you and Vards would try to go everywhere with them and, and tag them. Well, sounds weird, but probably not tag them. But like, we just they wanted us to like get real physical with them, like not giving them like an inch. Yeah. Um. So anywhere they went, like just bumping them, like pushing them, and um, all, it wasn't just us; it was all the boys as well. So we're getting some help, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was that was for the prelim in Grandy, and then I went to Port, and then we played uh, Melbourne round one. Uh, in 2019. Yeah, 2019. And uh, Kenny and that like all knew that's what happened, and yeah. they're like, we're going to do that too. And then we did it round one against Gorn, and like it worked and smacked them. Really? And then there was all this press, like, you can't be too physical, like, we've got to look after the players, all this kind of stuff, and... Um, and then, yeah, I tried to do it like the following week and the week after just to like other players, like not um, big names. But yeah, the umpires like came up to me and said that they were told to look out for it. R- well, right. So what th- yeah. sort of things are you doing? What are they saying, hey, that's different to normal ruck behaviour? You just like, so they're just standing around and you're just bumping them. Like, not like badly, but like they can see it coming. But yeah. it's just a big bump that you can prepare for. Like you're not going to get hurt from it. But it's just probably like annoying. Isn't that what regular taggers do and stuff though? Why is it? Well, yeah, it exactly. Is. But because I mean, I think it's because Gorn's such a big name and good player that, and it worked. And we were pretty physical with him that day. But um, yeah, that's just why I think. So Gordon Grundy were effectively all Australian. I think 2018 might have to might have to check that if they were. But they were the two best ruckmen in the comp. If even if they weren't and. Uh, Grundy, although he had quite a few hit outs on the on grand final day, he had six touches. So, your blokes nullified uh, at the time the best ruckman in the game, you and Vards. Yeah, I remember he didn't have a touch in the first quarter. So I remember like when that I knew because I could just, I could tell he didn't have a touch. So I was like, we're on here. Like, I knew yeah. that we were going to go all right against him. But yeah, he had his fair share of hit outs. But um, obviously his strength was around the ground. And um, to be honest, I think I don't know like him personally, but. Um, it just felt like he wasn't ready. Like it wasn't didn't look like when I played him earlier in the year. Like he was a different bloke. Or even so, in the qualifying. I mean, yeah, he smoked, smoked me in the qualifying. Like, absolutely smoked me. And watching him grand final today, like not having a touch in the first quarter, um, I was like, yeah, we got him here. So, is that a thing for Ruckman? You know, touches being involved in the game. Can you, can you you know just talking generally? Is that something that you, you start thinking, shit, I need to get involved here? Yeah, definitely. Because Ruckman's like such a weird position because you only have one opponent. Like, yeah, you got to do team defence and like all these things, but like you notice when your opponent is getting a touch. Yes. So like when I've been smacked by those two guys, Grundy and Gorn, like they're getting a lot of the ball. Like it's pretty obvious. Like, damn, like I need to, yeah, need to pick it up here. So how does yeah. this is going to sound like a stupid question? But then how does a how does a Ruckman go out and get a touch? Because you know, if you're midfielder, you can you know, like Ruckman aren't really calling for the ball a lot and, and getting fed it. Well, there's heaps of things you can do. You can grab it out the ruck if you're strong enough. Um, you plonk yourself behind the ball. Yeah, just get ready for a long down the line kick. But, you know, with my game, I try and base it on, like, my follow-up and, like, tackling and stuff like that. So as soon as the ball hits the ground, try and act like another midfielder. So, yeah. um, just, a yeah. big, just a big, tall, strong one. Yeah, <laughs> a slow one. <laughs> do you remember 2018, the game? Do you, do you have memories of the grand final? Yeah, I remember it pretty clearly. I mean... I'll try to soak it in as much as I could because by that time I knew that I was leaving. So right. um, I was like, yeah, it was, it was a weird feeling, you know, like celebrating with all your mates that I've been there for eight years with and obviously such a special moment. But in the back of your mind, it's like, oh, I'm leaving these blokes. Like, I wasn't 
wasn't great. So when did you make the call um, that you were leaving in your mind? Uh, probably about just over halfway through the year, I reckon. Right. Wow. Um, but yeah, it was it was a, it was a weird year. You know, it was probably my best year I've ever had uh, up to that point. But you know, I played every game throughout the year, and yeah, um, you know, there was a couple of clubs interested and put put forward some good offers. So, um, but yeah, it was it was hard to manage like playing footy and we were going well at the time as well yeah so uh, i think we won like 10 games in a row um so it's hard to like focus on playing good and and also focus on what you're doing off field as well did you ever have <clears throat> excuse me did you ever have a moment of like oh man maybe i, I shouldn't be leaving yes go you would know that one <laughs> uh we're on footy trip in hong kong uh who's probably got better way to tell the story no than i'm from your mouth please mate uh so yeah we were on footy trip in hong kong for like three days four days been a big couple of weeks yeah yeah it was i think i had like maybe two or three nights off the off the piss in like three weeks or something like that. that's pretty big but i got the old like well, after the game mum and dad were like make sure you celebrate this like you know might not happen again good so you had the all clear from mum and dad well that was like the the green light like all right I'm sending <laughs> it. So, i said so yeah yeah it's like oh, mum and dad's fine. um so yeah anyway hong kong uh all the boys every morning walk down playing the port song or never tear us apart <laughs> so i'm like wa- walking down hungover as last one to get in there and they're like we got the power to win. <laughs> like, it's just so funny. And I, I, I loved it. Some blokes like hate that kind of stuff, but I thought it was funny as. Um, and anyway, on the last day, um, I was with all the boys and they're giving me some shit about leaving and stuff like that. And then I started feeling real bad. Like After having a big couple of weeks, I was like, you know, not feeling too great. Vulnerable. Vulnerable, yeah. That's <laughs> emotional. Great. Yeah, emotional. Um, <laughs> And so they got to me to a point where I was like on the phone to my manager saying like, I'm not leaving. Like, <laughs> wow. Call them back. I'm not going. Like, just Who's your manager? Uh, Colin Young. Wow. Goat manager. He would love that. Listening, the drama. Colin Young, goat. Um, we're going to have Cole on the show hopefully in the next couple of weeks. So. All right. I'll hit him up for you. We'll, we'll get his side of this story. So you're on the phone to Colin Young saying, I'm not leaving. Yeah. Re- reverse yeah. the deal. Yeah, pretty much. Has um, the deal been done? Yeah, it was done, like sealed. So he, he was like, oh, okay, all right, I'll, I'll try, try and do something for you. But it wasn't going to do anything. Because it was a, you signed as a restricted free agent. So West Coast had the opportunity to match it. That's right. So you, so you spoke to um, you spoke to uh, Cole, but then you're also on the phone to Craig, Craig Vozzo, I'm well, pretty sure. Oh, probably, mate. I can't remember. I was pretty scattered, but... I'm pretty yeah. sure you were asking, the, mate, get the club to match. I want you oh, to match the right. offer. Yeah, I was doing that. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure you <laughs> called Craig Bozzo, who's the GM of footy. Match the offer, Just Craig. match it. Match it. I'm just, I don't want to leave. <laughs> yeah, so, but I was I, I was committed to leaving. Like, once once I woke up the next day, I was, you know, I was still happy to go home. But at the time, I was pretty vulnerable. And, um, yeah, the boys got in my head a bit. But, yeah, it was, it was funny looking back on it. When, what, when did you, sorry, when did you tell everyone that you were leaving then? Well, I didn't really tell anyone, anyone really. No. Um, it just kind of comes out. Like, I think it's pretty obvious as players, like, when a guy hasn't signed, like, at the end of the year, like, he's going. Right. You know, like, how many play, how many players sign at the end of the year or after the season's finished? Yeah. Like, if they're out of contract, they're pretty much gone, aren't they? Like, yeah. I can't remember anyone seen otherwise. Gaffy? Gaffy signed after the season. Oh, oh did just, he? Not to, like, yeah, because I remember we were driving to the best and fairest. Um, that was 2018. That was that year. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that is that, yeah, is that right. massive yeah. offer from Port, uh, at North. North, yeah. Jeez, you'd be disappointed he didn't go there. Yeah, because I remember, like, just after halfway through the year, me and him used to catch up, like, because we were close from yeah. the state. 
and talk about like where our heads at and stuff. He never gave anything away. Really? Like, I remember I told him once, like towards the end of the season, I'm going. Didn't tell like many people. Yeah. And he didn't give like one inch of what he was doing to me. Eh? Like, right. Yeah. Do you think he hadn't made up his mind? I don't know. You know what he's like. He's pretty uh, reserved kind Tight-lipped. of bloke. Yeah. yeah so. All right, well, so let's take it back. So you get permission from mum and dad to send it. So you send it, right, after the grand final. We win the grand final, the premiership, 2018. Greatest moment of your footy career. Um, how does that night and following day go for you? Do you, you, you feel feel like you were well-performed? Yeah, I was in good fine form, mate. I, I will say you were best on, <laughs> best on ground in the 24 hours post-grand final. Yeah, oh, mate, it was uh, pretty well. And there's probably some stories. I'll tell you some, but there's some I can't say, but... <laughs> If you, you I'll lead you I'll lead you in you know so we get on the bus the next day right um, oh yeah right, not, <laughs> some boys have been asleep some haven't yep. anyway everyone's on there we've got a head count um, just say we're counting the 22 that played probably would have been 25 on the bus but um, counting around with 24 should have been 25 who's missing who's missing can't find anyone who is it who is it it's Scotty Scott Lyson not on the bus alright so it's, we're leaving at 8 o'clock am not there it's 5 past ringing him no can't get a hold of him so we send peter staples inside hotel have to go up to the room unlock the door can you remember staples coming in yeah so he just knocked on the door he's like scotty get the f ready we're leaving i'm like i literally had like half an hour's 40 45 minutes sleep i'm like oh all right <laughs> find my like polo top and shorts and shoes i couldn't find you my shoes packed your bag, had nah, you? my, all my clothes were all over the ground like everywhere <laughs> So he's come in, packed my bag for. Him. He's like, "I'll pack your bag. You just get down the bus." I'm like, "All right, mate. I'm all right. All right." So I put the polo on, shorts. Couldn't find my shoes. I'm like, "Oh, where the, where the hell are they?" And you can swear if you want. So I was like, "Oh, I'll just put my my boots on then." So I just chuck my boots on, and then realize not re- thinking anyone would notice, and then get on the bus. Footy and, socks as well. Yeah, I think they were on. Yeah, and um, Gross. get on the bus and. Then sit down like next to Bunger, like so. Everywhere you could see it, it's like next to Bunger, perfect skipper. And um, then Simo gets up in front of everyone. He's like, "All right, hey boys, uh, everyone here? Like, yeah, everyone's here." He's like, oh, "Has everyone got their uh, uh, premiership jumper?" Everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah." Look down. Yep, everyone's, everyone's got, got them on. Yeah. Yep. What about? Has everyone got their premiership medal? I'm like, "Yeah, well, yeah." I look next to Bunger. I'm like, oh, "Mate, what idiot wouldn't have the, like the medal?" And then he's like, "Scotty Lyset." <laughs> what's this? And then everyone's just like erupted because I, I thought he would have packed my medal with my bag like because he was packing up my bag and stuff but someone ended up taking my medal and then they left it at the concierge at the at the hotel. <laughs> so you lost your medal? Uh, basically. You lost it? Yeah. You got so on the bus without it? Someone took it um, and then they brought it back and yeah. So it was, a, it was an interesting story that one but that's outstanding. But then another story as well was we um, get to the the airport and you're in your footy boots yeah in my footy boots and no one would have noticed but like Scully's literally gone like all the cameras are there he's like he's in his boots (laughs) did I in his boots did I yeah I remember that (laughs) (laughs) that's how like something I'd do and then we get on the plane and um, we're on one of those big planes in your footy boots still yeah in the footy boots still (laughs) and it was one one of those ones where you get like 18 seats in business usually it's like uh, what eight or something yeah um, so we had the big plane and we're all on the JDs and Cokes. Like, would have had like eight to 10. Like, it's a four, <laughs> four, it was a four or five hour flight. Yeah. And um, yeah, we're about three hours in. I've had like eight Jimmy and Cokes. And um, for some reason, like, I was obviously not well. 
I was like, <laughs> for some reason, I was like, we've got like an hour left in the flight. I'm thinking to myself, like, I need if I get an hour of sleep here now, I'll be right for that extra hour tonight when we like have a party or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, all right. I had the had two sleepers. Like, probably shouldn't have but had them. Um, didn't work until we got off the plane. So I've fallen asleep. I'm like getting dragged out of the plane, like real like drowsy, like could barely like walk. You seem easy. You'd be easy to drag as well. Yeah. Oh mate, it was it was it wasn't good. And then we went to like the parade, or it was the celebration we had. And like I was, I can't even remember it. Like, I was like sleep zombified, like waking up. And then um, yeah, on the bus. Do you remember what happened on the bus? No. Uh, so I do, but yes. Please continue. So we're on the bus going towards this parade thing, and. I was busting to go to the Dunny, like, do a poo. And um, go in the back seat and, like, do a good job of it. And um, like it the, didn't the bus, work. The bus toilet. Yeah, the bus, bus toilet. No one uses those. Bus toilet. It's it's it does, mate. And it didn't work. So I was trying to – no water, nothing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And all the blokes are like, whoa, like, Jesus, what's going on here? Scotty, fire out. What have you eaten? Bloody something's crawled up there and died. And um, – uh, and then I'm like, boys, mate, if you don't shit, you die. So get over it. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> I've got something to tell you, Gov. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't shit, you die. And you know what else? Shit stinks, mate. <laughs> are you serious? Are you like seriously, seriously? No, dead serious. Yeah. Deadpan, mate. Yeah. Like, right, right. And like genuinely upset that people are <laughs> upset with you. <laughs> that's good. Oh, that's dead set. Yeah. So, so I'll tell a few of those from my point of view. So. I was on the plane. I was sitting um, across the aisle from Scotty in business class. We are drinking together. And with an hour to go, Scotty, exact conversation, but he actually said, he was like, if I get an hour sleep here, I won't have to have an hour sleep when we get back. So I'm going to have a sleeping tablet. I was like, do not do that, Scott. Like we are, we are landing <laughs> in Perth in Where less than an hour. Like we're, and we're going straight to, the, like, straight to the, whatever it was, the parade, the party thing, um, where everyone was at Langley Park. And, and I, for 10 minutes debated with him, like, should I take it? I was like, mate, do not take it. And I just remember him, like, looking at me. He's like, oh, bang, gone, <laughs> straight down the hatch. And I was like, mate, you shouldn't have done that. And like Scott, he said, he didn't go to sleep. Like, straight, they don't kick in sleeping tablets. Yeah, you, so, surely you would have taken sleeping tablets before. Mate, you don't but, just, like, take it. And- no, correct. But he, he wasn't thinking very clearly. <laughs> My logic wasn't very, like, <laughs> sound. Yeah, and it isn't normally either, but I'm usually more switch on. So that. he falls asleep 15 minutes to go on the flight. And when I say sleep, like he's unconscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, what it was a breakfast at Bernie's or uh, um, weekend, weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when there's the <laughs> yeah. dead person. Yeah, that's what Scotty was. Yeah, and so we put Sunny's on. We got, I've got all the videos on my on my phone, like using his his arms just floppy. He's just completely <laughs> unconscious. That's right. And we land. He's in his footy boots. Me and I think it was Gov put him over like shoulder each one and dragging him with his legs dragging along behind me through it, the aisle. Is there yeah. media there waiting with cameras at this um, point? So th- this is on the plane. So we get I drag him up the aisle. I can't walk. Is it unconscious? I got down the stairs. Uh, uh, yeah, and we yeah. got him to the top of the stairs and we we had a bus straight from the airport. Right. I said, Scott, like, I was like slapping him. Like, Scotty, you got to wake up. you got to get down these stairs into the bus. It was a 20-meter walk. And like, just like a like a freshly born giraffe yeah. stumbling down, down the stairs, like slobbed his way onto the bus, left us all a present on there. And then I'm 31, Scott's 29, Coley's 28. So we get up in number order oh, onto right. the stage. Yep. And and he's like, so he's gone, 
bus scenario, he's fallen asleep again on the bus, unconscious again when we get there. We drag him off the bus and he's like, at this stage I can walk, but his like limbs aren't functioning properly. So he's like slopping around, <laughs> like clip-clopping down to the, to the stage and we have to drag him up and we had to prop him up the entire yeah. – he was just so out of it. He had sunnies on. We weren't allowed to wear sunnies. But I was we, the only one, yeah. We left him with – if you've seen any photos, Scotty's the only one with sunnies on because <laughs> he was asleep <laughs> on the stage. That's 100% true. I, didn't have my, I was the only one without a Guernsey as well because that, that was in my bag that they packed. <laughs> this, this whole situation makes me feel so uncomfortable. There's so many uh, – There's more to come, but – Is just, there? No, the more that I could say, but, you know, okay. keep it PG. Um, PG's good. What's, what's Simo's – the reaction is he just like oh, whatever now like I could not give a shit or is he like oh, it, it was pretty big on um, you know uh, uh, being humble and yeah that's what I mean so is he filthy at you to be honest he was loving it <laughs> <laughs> like him and Boz I remember talking to him about it once he was like Scotty was that funny that day like He's never that I, I couldn't stop crying with laughter on the stage. <laughs> I was crying. If you, you see any, we're going to find some vision. I was like, you know, when you're in class and you got your mates that make you giggle. Yep. I was hysterically <laughs> crying. No, not even holding in. Like I couldn't even <laughs> breathe or see because his flow is just like a corpse up on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hundred thousand people looking up at him, and like Scotty's just such a. Like nonchalant characters, like oh, whatever. There'll like be kids out there, like Scott, oh. this is my favorite player. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think there was someone that wrote something about I was the only one with Sunnies on there, but they, they didn't know until now. Why? All right, so that's 2018. Um, from memory, so we got tattoos on the Tuesday. You got a big tattoo. You got the you got one of the bigger ones out uh, of the boys. It's not that big. Where is it? It's on the ribs here. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's on the ribs. Yeah, so you're the only one to get ribs. Nah, Willie got it on the ribs too. Nice. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to get it there because that's where Coxie got his. So I was always right. like, because you could see it every time you're in like the change room and stuff with him. And so I was always like, if I get one, I'm going to put it there as well because looked up to Coxie. So how did that go? Um, boys enjoy seeing that at Port Adelaide when you rock up. Yeah, uh, no, they, they, some boys talk about it and stuff, but there's been a couple guys that are like, oh, stop showing it off. It's like, mate, I'm just bloody drying myself in the shower. But yeah, most of the boys got it on the ankle or on the hip, like, or on the. Where did you get yours? Ankle. Yeah. Um, was the move home like moving home? Like, was it, was it, you know, from country south? Or, or, so you moved to Adelaide. Is it like going home or is it. Oh, kind of. I mean, you know, I lived in, in Perth for eight years. Yeah. I only lived in Adelaide for two years, like, you're 11 and 12. Yeah. So I'm, a lot of people think I'm from Adelaide, like, I've lived, even to now, like, I've lived in Perth longer than I've lived in Adelaide. Yes. So um, there's heaps of like suburbs and stuff. Like, I don't know where to get and stuff like that still. But. Do you um, – you, you were at the club when we – at West Coast would delay the start of the Port Adelaide games, right? Yeah, We'd yeah. take the huddle still do it. down one end. Yep. So do the Port Adelaide players know that West Coast do that? Uh, I don't think they care, to be honest, but um, – yeah, surely like someone would have done something about it by now because like, I've I've told the club and they didn't really do much. But <laughs> so yeah. so it's good though, good tactic. Well, at, so at home games, it's a for Port Adelaide, it's never tear us apart. Everyone's standing up. And, yeah, best pre-game in the comp, mate. Yeah, absolutely. And then on bounce down is like do 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 and then it yeah, throws yeah. the ball Perfect up. Perfect timing. Yeah. <clears throat> the West Coast go and take the huddle down one end of the ground. And walk. We've spoken about it on the pod before and yeah. walk out of the positions. It's like a minute delay. So you reckon – well, so Port Adelaide know it happens there. Well, yeah, but to be honest, like 
the last couple of years, it's not really working for West Coast anyway. They're not uh, winning the games. Not, so. not, not much is, <laughs> to be honest. So it's fair. But, yeah. So, like, do whatever you want. <laughs> it's not going to work. What's so, that like being on the ground with the crowd singing? Because West Coast, I, you know, I've only really been to West Coast home games. and oh, Poor. Yeah. Real this, poor. Like the, when, um, Join the huddle, mate. Seriously. Yeah, but when up. they play, like, uh, Wolf Mother at the start, like, that's pretty good in the crowd. But like, They do that at the Wildcats, mate. Pick yeah. a new song. No, yeah, They could yeah. do better. Like, but, but, yeah, the crowd, I, I mean, I can't imagine what it would be like live at, um, at Ports home yeah, games. It's unreal. But to be honest, I don't know why more clubs don't have things like that. Like, it's more like the crowd, get the crowd involved. Like, it helps the players, yeah. you know. So why not have, like, something like Never Tear Us Apart for every team, like, like something different, obviously. Like, you know that um, Enter the Sandman like yeah. in, um, in college, football. college football. Oh, that's huge. Uh, that's Pittsburgh. unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So, like, why wouldn't like we do something like that? We, we talked about it doing for West Coast. Yeah. They've got uh, Join the Huddle. So, uh, everyone stands up. That's it. <laughs> that, that's it. And then Join the Huddle. Yeah. And then when the puddle breaks song, up. You need something you can do other than yeah, standing yeah, up. No, we had Sam Butler on here, mate. Sam Butler was yeah, a part he's, of that he's, committee. He's, he's a, responsible yeah, for it. Yeah, um, correct. Now, I want to ask you about, about crowds. Uh, what's the crowds like in a showdown compared to crowds like in a derby? You've played in both. Uh, I think um, they're pretty similar, but I think it's it's hard to say like say this, I guess. But I feel like they're pretty little bit bigger in Adelaide, like the showdown. Probably, really? Um, well, because my time at West Coast, we won like fifteen in a row or something like that. Yeah. So um, the games weren't kind of like dead rubbers. Yeah. But in in Adelaide, like they've been really close games, and I feel like the teams hate each other a bit more over there. Yeah. Like Port a bit supporters. more tradition. Yeah, so like Port supporters hate Crows and vice versa. Really? Um, and it's just, yeah, a bit more closer game, so it's more about like bragging rights. Like, yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's just because I grew up there or not, but it just feels like that for me. Were you a Port Adelaide fan when you were in Adelaide? Nah, I used to grow up and go for Brisbane. So Jono Brown was one of my favourites as a kid. Really? Um, but, you know, most kids go for the team that's winning. But then I got a bit older and realised they got some pretty champion players and kept going for them. But now, um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Brisbane. T- talking about fans, you had some stuff happen on the back of a uh, tackle with Ned McHenry. Was that 2022 or 2021? Uh, last year, yeah. yeah. So I was in a showdown, um, sling tackle. I always speak about reports, you know, stuff happens on the field, doesn't really matter about the actual incident. But post that, you cop like a fair bit of flack on social media. Heaps, yeah. I'll read a couple too. Literally kill yourself, you low life. This is a quote Mm. of people writing to you on social. Jump off the nearest bridge. Scott Lyson, I know where your parents live, C-U-N-T. That's pretty brutal. Yeah, mate, it was full on. And I was never like... I need to stay inside, I'm scared, like, or stuff like this. But I was just like, I need to show you, like, people, this is what we go through as footy players sometimes. Because you called it heaps. out. You yeah. called it out, didn't you? And I'm not, I mean, I, people can say, like, oh, he's sooking or whatever, but it's like, mate, how many people go to a job and, like, get death threats and stuff like that? Like, mm. um, but, you know, if those blokes want to come meet me face to face, then, you know, like, we'll have a chat. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just not not right, especially when, um, you know, you involve someone's family and stuff like that. Like, no, you know where my parents live. So, yeah, yeah it's not not great. When um, Dima gets was on our podcast, he talked about some some of that as well. Getting copped, uh, copying some of that on, on social media. And he re- when he reported to the AFL, they had didn't they have someone like watching his letterbox for a week or something? Because like they said, they knew where he lived. And did anything like that happen with you after you posted about it? Nah, as far as I know, they um, South I'd, Australia place were investigating from what I read. That's what I read too, but I never got um, approached or nothing Nothing kind of happened from it. So, right. yeah, it kind of just um, happened. But, yeah, when when that did happen, you know, I, I spoke to Ned 
um, after and gave him like four, three or four cartons of West End. So when he when I gave that to him, he was like, oh, I'm going to have a worse headache now. Thanks so, mate. But, um, <laughs> so you sent some beer over to him? Yeah, yeah. I sent him, sent him some beer and said sorry and stuff like that. You know, obviously, um, you know, he was the smallest bloke on the field. I was the biggest. Like, if I had done the same tackle to Riley O'Brien, like, yeah. he would have just got up and been fine. But, um, yeah, I wasn't trying to do what I did to him. Like, obviously, trying to tackle hard, but um, not how it worked out. I mean, you're a physical player, but I wouldn't describe you as a – uh, aggressive uh, I don't know like malicious aggr- aggressive. yeah malicious dirty yeah. Yeah. yeah I wouldn't describe you like that but you're a physical physical player yeah well I feel like being hard and aggressive is one of my strengths and if I don't do that then I'm not playing well like, I'll you know be kind of out on the outer so um, yeah obviously just took it a bit too far that time but um, you know I got some mates at, at Crows and they gave me um, his number and sorted it all out so it's all good now you are uh, yeah. Oh, I was gonna. Um, I was gonna ask about the prison bar Guernseys because, like, from the outside, it just seems like such a big ordeal. Yeah. But when you're in the club, how big of a thing is that actually? I just don't know if the media blows it out. Oh, the boys love wearing it. Yeah, it's, and I've, I, gr- I was one of the um, old Port Magpies um, before the kind of amalgamation with the with the power. So um, I get. I guess I kind of understand the history a bit more than than most. Um, but I just don't understand. Like, it's so weird how another team can tell another team to what they can and can't wear. Mm. And then, like, it feels like Collingwood is telling the AFL kind of that we can't do it. Shouldn't it be the other way around? Like, Who, whose idea was it to uh, uh, get the prison bar stuff done up and wear it after the game? In the in the song? Yeah. Uh, I don't was know. that against Collingwood? That wasn't – no. Nah, I think that it was in the showdown maybe. Yeah. I can't remember. But was that player-driven? Nah, it was just it, – it, I don't remember it being planned. Like, we just literally walked down the race and then we went into the medical room before we went down to the room where we sing the song and they're like, boys, we're putting on the putting on the prison bars. And I'm like, fuck yeah, how good. And then we just put them on and then, yeah. But it was just, just kind of happened. I don't know. I don't know if they planned it for too long. It was like a cheeky – it was just a, I, I, no, I loved I love it that. personally. Well, Ollie Wines wins a Brownlow medal. Does he, does he buy you a beer? Like – I mean, you're tapping it down his throat all day, yeah? Mate, I, I've had this conversation with him recently, actually. I was like, mate, you know, I'll tap the ball down to your throat. Like, how many times that year? He didn't didn't give me a mention, nothing. Pretty thro- shouts him out and nothing from Ollie Wines. Yeah, he'll hate this too. Like, he'll listen to this being like, you know, buggy you, Scoop. But, um, but no, nah, it was What's been, he got to say great. for himself? Oh, he's, he was just, yeah, apologetic. said, yeah, probably should have. But <laughs> I've been pretty lucky, mate. You know, I've played with Pritta... Ollie now, um, Boki came second in the Brownlow when I was playing with him. Um, Sam Mitchell, another Brownlow medalist, played with. So I played with a few. Yes. It's been played with some pretty successful players. How much does a ruckman impact how good a midfielder is? Oh, heaps, mate. <laughs> mate, if you don't tap the ball where they're going, they're not getting less touches. <laughs> you know, if they get like, I don't know, 10 clearances a game like, and you're getting the taps from the, from the ruckman or – he'd have to advantage. Like, that's a lot of touches for the mids. Correct. You'd be making them some, some serious cash as well on their contracts. You could be getting little cuts of that. Yeah, it'd be nice. Or just like a coffee or something. <laughs> or a, a West End or, you know, something. Does Ruckman have some sort of secret society that the rest of us don't know about? Because you, you're, you're all very similar. You're, you're all the same. You all think the same. You're a bit like defenders in the fact that the whole world's against you. Yeah. You, you know, you're the, you're the reason why things get done around here. It's the Ruckman. Do, do you have a secret group that you're in a big WhatsApp with all that AFL Ruckman? No, nah, there's no WhatsApp, but it's like if there's someone walking across the street and like they're tall, you're like, oh, I'll go have a chat to that bloke. <laughs> you know, it's just, um, but no, nah, it's just... I'll go chat to that. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's just one of those things that, 
you have an appreciation and like if you see a ruckman chasing another ruckman on the field there's something about it you know like something that it's a part of the game that everyone loves to see and when so- when a big bloke does something that they're not supposed to it's like um special i guess you know so um, i've been a part of a couple of those so it's been it's been good cheering them on i could just see all these right oh i'll do something i'll get him around him get around with this couple more questions from me and then we're gonna get into social uh, <coughs> excuse me social media uh junior rioli and jason horn francis back to the footy club this year reunited with a premiership teammate and then jason horn francis uh number one draft pick exciting for the club mate unreal yeah real excited so um you know, obviously we didn't have the great start to the year this year, losing five in a row and getting Willie in. Hopefully he can get fit and um, I know if he, if he can get fit, he'll contribute to the team for sure. Um, and then Horn Francis as well, mate. I, I think he's going to be a gun. I watched him a bit in the sample before he got drafted uh, for the last couple of years and um, what he can do as a kid is unreal. So I think he's got a lot of danger field about him. Um, so, yeah, just copping a lot of criticism at the moment. You know, he's only 19, so... Um, I think being back home will help him and, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to working with him. Have you spoken to Junior Rioli? Have you had a chat to him yet? Yeah, I've texted him a couple of times. Um, so, obviously, I'm over in Perth at the moment. When I get back to Adelaide, I'll catch up with him for a coffee or whatever and hopefully, um, yeah, he's keeping fit and he can contribute, you know. And even, you know, next year with Orazio Fantasia, he's like a, a new recruit for us as well. Yeah. He didn't play a game um, this year. So, um, if he can stay injury-free, he's going to be a good uh, pick-up as well. And the fines master at Port Adelaide, do you have one? No, unfortunately, uh, we don't really do fines or footy trips or anything like that. So don't you? Well, we've and done. You it. call yourselves a football club. <laughs> we've done it once or twice, but it's very mediocre. Really? So if any, any Port boys listen to this, we need to pick up our games. So. Well, why don't you put yeah. your hand up, mate? Uh, well. You'd I'd be, be a happy good fines to, master. I'd be happy to do it, but like if I had a few beers or something, you know, like can't just do like fines before training and then have like a couple of beers. I need to like take the edge off. Yeah, okay, fair. But, I've, oh, yeah. Sorry, I got one more before we get to Goshul. I want to ask you about bouncing the ball. Um, I was just looking at your stats pretty consistently. You do it at least once a season. Um, right. Your thought process in you know pretty long way to throw the ball down. Are you thinking about it? Uh, no, but I haven't done it once a season. I think I've had like. It was one of my one of my years at West Coast. I had like three or four bounces down the wing. Really, yeah. Two thousand fifteen. You've had five total in the season, so that was probably in twenty fifteen. Yeah, and then at Poor, I think in I had like two or three bounces down the wing as well, and that would be all my bounces that I've had. So <laughs> I've had it in like two games over the course. But um, yeah, like I said, there's something about blokes over two hundred centimeters bouncing the ball. It's you don't say it thing. much, nah. But it's, it's a beautiful thing. Isn't it? Still hasn't done it. Hundred games hasn't bounced the ball. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. really. Get I think WhatsApp. there was like a big market for that, like in sports bet, when that that kind yep. of stat came out the following week. Yeah. So everyone was going to be like, just do it, so that like he could get the money, but he never did it. So. Even just reach down and put the ball on the floor. Yeah, for a it'd be easy enough to do. <laughs> Wouldn't it be easier for a small person to do that? Well, I just mean because you have to throw it so far down, like it would. I feel like there's less chance of screwing it up if you just reach down. Yeah, and it's it windy. Fair. Yeah, the wind. Can take <laughs> the <it>. wind. <laughs> <laughs> Social media, Scotty. I know that's what you're here for. You would have experienced this on back chat back in the day, probably. Uh, but this one really hasn't changed that much. Dan actually reads the questions out. Mm. But these are the questions by the people for you. And I've got to say, very popular uh, social media member, yeah. Scott Lysett. So, are you ready, mate? I'm born ready, mate. <laughs> Let's do this. Team Money, 97. 
This, I, I read ahead just, of... Sorry. Just, I, just I just, yeah, okay. Just this is the one I really want to ask. My auntie used to work at Johnny Big, and she said one time Scott Lysette got caught shoplifting. Please <laughs> confirm if this is true and what item he took. Mate, I did not get done for shoplifting. <laughs> 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 that has to be one of my mates stitching me out there, but no way. Johnny uh, Big. That's very good. Yeah, I, know, I know Johnny Big, but no way I'll go. King got size, big and tall. Is that a yeah? That's yeah. Keyword caught shoplifting. He's never been caught shoplifting before. Surely, like people would that would be like out there thing. If I got done shoplifting, surely. yes, correct. So, not true. Not true. Okay. False. Thank you, Angie. Ninety four. Um, if you had the ability to play any other position on the footy field, what would it be? Oh, could like do I have to just play it, or is it like? Do I have to, could I play it well? Because like, if I feel like if I'm a full forward and I play that well, I'm kicking like bags of goals. Like that's definitely something I want to do. What What would you do in the back line? Do you think you'd be lost down there, wouldn't you? Nah, I'd probably be like an upgrade version of Gov. Like just taking like just like intercept marks. Four time All Australian. Yeah, that. so I'd be like five. With um, <laughs> nah, speak, not at all. Speaking of kicking goals, uh, do you remember? This isn't social media. I'm just jumping in here. Oh. Uh, kicking a goal against Sydney, this the game ceiling goal from the pocket. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a big highlight. That's probably um, one of the best things I've done on the footy field. Um, but, yeah, I remember I was buggered after that. I had, like, the whole team on me jumping and I had to go in the centre bounce and, and take it. And I was, like, rooted. Like, <laughs> I could barely jump. But, yeah, that was that was one of my best moments. All right. Um, let's go with uh, Gubbins on. Uh, do you like drinking cups of milk on its own? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't mind. I, don't, I probably don't do it, but, like... <laughs> I'm not fussed by that. I feel like a lot of people do, like are grossed out by that, but I, I used to do it when I was a kid. Mad Hueys. Uh, are you salty that Nathan Vardy was the ruckman involved in the Dom Sheed build-up and not you? Nah, not at all. Nah, <laughs> mate. As long as we won, I, I couldn't care less. Did you take the final um, set of mounts or were you on the bench? Nah, I was on the bench. Yeah, yeah. So, so Vards took it. Yeah, so I wish I was pretty happy with that because at the time like, I was I was only just getting through games. I was getting bloody, what was it? Two jabs before the game in my groin, and then two jabs at halftime. So by wow. the end of the games, I was like buggered. So wow. I was happy to be on the bench, to be honest. Okay, very good. Kathy Nelson, 9158. Uh, can you bring the mullet back? And then gave her a winky uh, tongue out. That was imagine. outstanding. I'd love to get it back, eh? I'd love who, to who made you cut it off? Because you, you surely wouldn't have made that decision. Nah, I did make it. Um, so I had one of my mates, one of my best mates, Jason Iskus, uh, back in, in Adelaide. His old man got really crook. Um, had cancer and stuff and uh, ended up shaving off my mullet and mo. Made about 32, 33 grand uh, wow. for his Huge. old man. So Epic. Great cause. So happy to do it. But I do miss the mullet. Very good. I miss it too. Um, that's a good story though. Uh, what about uh, the sweeps? Uh, yep. The sea swept beekeeper. Does Koshi have sunrise clip, uh, clips of himself playing 24-7 on TVs around the club? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not quite, but Channel Seven's always on. But um, not not of himself. But yeah, he's he's always around the club. Like he's good, gets around me, so it's all right. Do you I like, mum a loves guy it. Be around the club. Hey. Like mum and everyone that sees him like around the club or any event that like say, "Let's go, she, she's here." Yeah, like, I'd be he's, a president. he's a president yeah. of the club. Yeah, he loves Port though. He's like diehard, eh? Hey? Like, real. Yeah, I mean, he can be divisive. Uh, yeah, divisive. But uh, yeah, I, I think. If you is it sort of like that he's on your team, you love him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Jake X Peralta. Uh, big slice. What are your thoughts on retiring, but then coming out of retirement and signing with West Coast during the SSP? 
<laughs> it was a bit to that, wasn't it? Did you, uh, have, did you ever come back, Scott? Oh, well, to be honest, I was just um, with Scully yesterday, um, Tom Cole's Bucks, and most yes. of the boys were asking me if I was coming back or if I'd like to come back. Um, Cole Colin? Cole Colin, yeah. <laughs> Start getting the bloody waterworks out again. Cole Colin. I want to come home. <laughs> um, but no, nah, I mean, I still, yeah, obviously have hold West Coast close to my heart all the time. Um, love all the memories, but um, I guess, yeah, with footy, it's like you kind of just do what is – in front of you at the time, you know, like I'm loving my time at, at Adelaide, but still have some precious memories at over here in Perth. That is why I have the moustache that I have right now, people mm. as well. If you are watching at home on YouTube, I don't just choose to look like this. I was, I was dressed as a cowboy. Yeah. It was quite good Sexy. as well. Sexy. good. Yeah, hot cowboy. <laughs> um, Seb Vanders. Uh, two parter slice. Is this, is this a mate of yours? Nah, I don't, I don't oh, think really? so. I hope not. <laughs> uh, can you give us an up the coasters? And did you fear for your life drinking West Ends on the hill in full kit looking like a big blue smurf? <laughs> yeah, one today I did fear for my life. But up the bloody coasters, you dog. Get up, dog up, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, I just looked down the barrel. Yeah, like, oh, very, yeah. yeah. very good. That's going all over social media. <laughs> uh, Luke J. Deer. Uh, is it true you used to play World of Warcraft? Yeah, I used to play. Not very good, though, but... Um, had to give it up. Like some, you'd just be playing, and uh, four days passed. And yeah, you're like, it's, oh, geez, it's two o'clock in the morning. I got to get up in five hours to go to train, and like, yeah. So I gave it up. Um, Nick, yeah, Nick, Nick Giannotti. Uh Is it true uh, he tried to drive his price up, but didn't really want to leave? Well, I mean, you spoke about that, didn't yep. you? You did. Oh, yeah, I mean, it was just a rock and a hard place. But nah, I mean, if I if it was about money for me, like. There was another team that was offering more than anyone, like way more, like way more. Which so, team? Uh, St Kilda. So if I wanted money, like I would have gone there, obviously. And I think uh, most of the West Coast boys knew that. So I think they kind of respected me a bit more just for going back home rather than chasing the money. But obviously the money was good at um, Port, but yeah, I think it was just, that's what it would have been. This is a good one. Adam Yates, I forgot about this, used to be an absolutely horrible flyer. Yeah, have you, has your fear of flying gotten any better? Nah, nah, I'm shocking. Yeah, you, I, I like. I don't mind flying. Like flying, fine, no turbulence. But once turbulence starts, like shitting bricks. You you white knuckle it, do you? Yeah, not good. So I just put sleepers down my throat like, pretty early. I do it properly now. I've learnt <laughs> let me lesson. Um, but yeah, I just don't get like you're up in the middle of the air, like in middle of nowhere, and then you like shaking, like just yeah. doesn't sit right. So do you feel like? Like, do you fear for your life when yeah, you're Yeah, hundred percent. Because you act like you think yeah. you're going to die. Like that's how it is. Like you think you're going to die, and then you start praying to yourself. I start telling God, I'm going to church every Sunday. Like the stuff that you tell yourself <laughs> when you think you're going to die is yeah. crazy. Sorry, that's not funny. <laughs> like you genuine fear. Yeah. No, hundred percent. But then, like when it gets real bumpy, when it, when we're on our way down, and I know I'm going to be on the ground in five minutes, like that, that doesn't bother me because like five minutes or ten minutes, I'm 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 done. Yeah. But when you're up in the middle of the flight and it's like. Shaking like yeah. Boys at West Coast used to unbuckle you mid-flight, didn't they? Yeah, and, yeah. And nah. you used to hate it. All the turbulence. Or they'd like it'd be turbulent and then they'd shake your shit like behind you and like yeah. <laughs> I always think about that when you're flying internationally and you're just over water and it's then the plane's shaking. Like there's literally nowhere to go. At least yeah. with the land, like they may be able to just, you know, right. emergency land. But so you're scared of flying too? No, nah, but just it's the thought of you ever up in the uh, middle of nowhere. Is yeah. this brought on by something? Did you have was nah, there an incident? I, I, just, I don't know, I just don't like it, but 
Well, I've I've thought about taking parachutes and stuff on the plane, like just uh, like uh, you know. I won't um I won't ask you to do it. But Asher underscore Murdoch asked for a twerk on cam for the lads. Yeah, you nah. you a twerker? Uh, yes, I have before. <laughs> you don't really have. It doesn't seem like you'd have the body for a, for a good twerk. Nah, yeah, not very good. But uh, you know, you got to work with what you got. Yeah, very good. Um, uh, Trent underscore Hef. Uh, yeah. Uh, nah. Yeah, Trent underscore F. Uh, does your miso still love you without the mullet? Well, to be honest, um, when I first met my missus, I had the mullet and mo, and I was with her for like a couple of years, and then she never knew what I looked like without it. So I was worried <laughs> that once I shaved it off, I'd be like, oh, she might not like the look and might, uh, you know, bugger me off. But um, no, nah, I think it's she likes it now, but she, she liked the, the mo more so she wants me to grow that back yeah and the last one jam underscore eight eight nine uh fuck marry kill scoey yo barass oh jeez. uh <laughs> fuck i don't know i'd have to fuck barass okay why uh oh he's tall yep I'm also tall. Who's tall? Oh, I wanna, okay, sorry. Okay, sorry. For logistics, you're going with Barassa. Okay. okay. Marry. Marry oh, I'm going to get killed, aren't I? <laughs> no, <Nah, laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's a hard one. You and Yo are pretty similar blokes. Yeah, you know? both shit blokes. But I'm going to have to say, just on the theme, marry you because you're taller than Yoey. Great. And kill Yo because he's shorter. Right, so kill Elliot Yo. Yeah, sorry, you Yo. mates with him. Yeah, I'm mates with him, but he's not like tall. That's it. Done and dusted, mate. Have fun. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's been awesome. Very good. Thank you for coming on. Scott Lysett, in the can, done and dusted, all there. You can find it on Backchat, double underscore. Um, on socials, you can watch us on YouTube. You can listen to us as a podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Backchatpodcast.com.au for all your stuff. Thanks to our sponsors, Whippersnapper, Margaret River Roasting Co., Bluebet, Shelter, and Leadville Cameras. And I will say this before oh, we God, go. I was like missing you. You know, you, you, well, we're going to have a little, we're just going to keep go, going for patrons. Oh, we are. So, yeah. if you do want to hear a little bit of something extra, you have to you can sign up to be a Patreon over at our website because Scotty's going to stay here and he might even give us one of the one of the stories he couldn't give to us on the podcast. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.